This is your host Shane with Radical Rocks. Today we're going to talk about how to be a rock hound with a little basic guide. Um, first of all, I want to thank you guys for you know listening to our sponsor at the beginning. We appreciate any help. We're all trying to do what we can to keep the hobby alive and um, so we appreciate that. Now this material is going to be based off our blog which can be found at radicalrocksusa.org blogspot.com and appreciate if you go there and sign up for that and keep tune of all our other um, social media and things like that. They're all on that page. You can check it out if you want. So let's get right into it. Um, This is a basic guide on how to be a rock hound. And, you know, if you've ever gone for a walk off the beaten path, maybe in the desert or the mountains or alongside a stream or even by the ocean or any body of water, and you see this real pretty rock. You know, maybe it's shiny and the color just jumps out at you, maybe the shape, maybe a pattern that's on it, you know, and you just got to take it home. You got to put it on a shelf or put it out by your planter or something. It's just kind of natural that we have that gravitation toward these things. But Uh, You know, it's really no wonder because rocks and gemstones have fascinated humans since the beginning of the time. In fact, I have people that approach me all the time. One one case that kind of comes to my memory, I had a friend at work. He approached me and he said, hey, you're a rock hound, aren't you? So proudly I said, you bet I am. I got rocks in my head. I'm such a rock hound. And next he told me about this rock he found. And I asked him, I says, bring it in. Well, you know, a lot of times I ask people to bring them in, and they usually don't. But this is one of the few cases where he did bring it in, and it was a very nice little wolfenite crystal, beautiful ruby red. And I invited him to go hunting for shark teeth with me at Ant Hill over um, toward Bakersfield and on the on the 58 highway in California through uh, Tehachapi. It's now closed because they have a housing track there, but there's a, there's a pay site up there if you still want to go. I think it's called Shark Tooth hill or something. But anyway, he and another workmate of mine, we found some teeth, and uh, I brought my son too, and uh, found a bunch of little teeth and a couple medium-sized teeth. I think they found the biggest tooth of all, and you know the bug bit them. You know, they became full-fledged rock hounds in my estimation, just from from that adventure and just uh, their love of the desert. So, you know, if that sounds something like you and you're a budding rock hound, you know, congratulations. Um, within this article, I'm going to attempt to give you a basic guide to get started. It's in no way, you know, completely encompasses everything. So continue your search for research. I've tried to leave some good um, references that you can go to, and I'm going to over and over again repeat the benefits of becoming a rock hound and um, how that can be done through joining um, a club, which is very affordable. Let's talk about the benefits of rock hounding. Might be some that aren't so obvious to you. Anyone can see you know, that uh, it's not that hard to pick up a rock. Anyone can do it, um, if, as long as you can see. In fact, if you know somebody that's that's blind and is a rock hound or a mineral collector, I would love to include their story or experience um, in, in our uh, podcast and in our blog. That would be great. But I've even seen people in wheelchairs go rock hounding, and quite a few with walkers. So, and then there's the very healthy people that can go march off into the far-flung corners of the mountains. So, you know, we love having these older ones with us on our trip. No matter what your age, your gender, your culture, anything like that, 
It makes no difference. You can become a rock hound at some level. It's so healthy to get outside. I mean, there's studies that show that those that camp out and get outside actually live longer. And heck, we eat stuff cooked on fire. So how can this be? But it just is. So nature is just healthy. Getting out in the desert, in the mountains, the ocean, looking at the star-filled sky far from the city lights is a wonderful experience and another benefit that's good for the health and the soul. So in the story you're going to hear about, um, you heard about my story about friendships and things like that. You know, many times when you're going out on these group trips, you're going to have your own experiences of friendships you make. Yeah, these group trips, we're going to talk about that in a while. But you can bring your whole family along. You can bring your children, your grandchildren. You're going to build memories that last forever. These young ones will never forget, and they will always cherish these moments as life's special moments, and I can testify to that. So if you've ever lugged a couple buckets with a few rocks uh, filled up for a few miles back to camp, uh, here's another benefit. You will be able to give up your membership at the gym because you will have had a big enough workout um, <laughs> that uh, you you will feel it in your arms and your legs and hopefully not your back so much. But you know what? Um, when you go to a trip, there's always something you're going to find out there that you've got to lug back to camp again and again. And every time you swear you're not going to bring so much back, and you do. So it's just the way it is. Um, don't forget the great rocks and minerals you're going to find away, you know, along the way. And you're going to learn so much. I'm telling you, Rockhound can save your life. At least it will sure make it more enjoyable. So let's get into what you need to get started. What do you need to get started? Well, there are a few things you need. Um, you have the option to hunt rocks, gems, fossils, relics. There's all sorts of things that you can bump into along the way. And really you don't need anything but determination and just looking around. But the better rocks and the better gemstones are not always just lying on the ground winking at you. So here's a list of some of the items that can make your rock hounding much more productive and enjoyable. Number one, most important thing to have, you should have one in your car, you should have one in your truck. A geologist's hammer, also called a rock hammer. That's got a blunt end on one side and a pointy end on the other. I should put some pictures on this blog. But when you use this, be sure to use eye protection and know your eyeglasses and your sunglasses, unless they are impact resistance, are not going to be enough because a flying chip can go and break through your glasses and cut into your eye, and there you are. That's not good. So be safe. We're supposed to have fun out there. We'll talk more about safety along the line. But back to your rock hammer. You aren't much of a rock hounder if you don't have one, in my opinion. You use a pointed side to crack, crack open rocks, uh, you know, chip off the ends, or free wedged rocks, or open up a vug. You could just think of the things you could do. Rocks that are kind of in the dirt, you can loosen them up. Um, and the ones have been sitting there for a hundred years and, um, all that. Looks like I made a mistake on my blog here. I just have to go back and straighten some things up here. Um, I've put the backpack in with the hammer for some reason, but, uh, we'll talk about that. That's not really, I mean, that's important. I, I said the next important thing is a little chisel, at least a thin little chisel. I think that's the second most important, um, and also something else you might want to consider to bring along if you can lift it, at least leave it in your car, is a small hand-sized sledgehammer. And that's to break open the really hard rock and materials if you're digging for crystals or you're digging in hard rock. Um, you know, but many areas there's just surface material um, and you will just need a hammer. 
um, and you won't have to have all of that. But some areas are, are much, much tougher. So um, an army shovel or a full-size shovel, you know, throw that in your trunk. Um, depending on the spot where you're at, you, you may want to leave it in your vehicle or if there's a lot of digging um, that's going to be done, then you may need to bring it with you, like on geode hunts and some stuff like that. Uh, army shovel or, or, or a shovel that you can um, get it to be more like a pick, kind of like a picking shovel, will work really good for geodes. Um, something I didn't include in here either, maybe I should, should add. Also, gloves are really good um, if you don't have tough hands, especially. Some of the crystals can be sharp. Some of the um, rocks can be sharp. If you slip while you're hammering, you can uh, get you know you can get an injury. Gloves can help minimize that somewhat. And then also, if you're picking through and digging rocks, there's a lot of little critters, spiders, scorpions, you know, brown recluses, black widows. You may unearth uh, you know wasps sometimes hide under rocks. All kinds of things. So just be careful. And then. Um, even though I have this out of order on the blog, I always bring five-gallon um, buckets, at least two. And um, you might want to bring a backpack. I usually bring um, a backpack as well. Um, I'll talk about that. Spray bottles are really good, especially when you're just getting started. I mean, I still use one, a, a spray bottle. I bring an extra bottle of, of water, just you know, drinking water and water for spray bottle. I fill up my spray bottle and I leave an extra bottle because... Getting a rock wet can help you determine if it's something you might want to lug back to camp. Um, it kind of indicates whether it might take a polish or not. Okay, I keep a magnifying glass in my pocket, a little fold-up magnifying glass um, that has different you know, selections on it. So you can look at a uh, uh, crystals or stones. Sometimes you'll see something looks like sandstone, and uh, it might seem to glitter a little bit. That could be a piece of pegmatite, and that could lead to a really great find of gemstones. So you want to look at your samples up close. Put a magnifying glass in your pocket or in your pack. Um, again, I carry five-gallon buckets. I always carry a ton of them. I usually bring one with a lid, and when I go on a long walk, I bring one with a lid because that becomes a chair if I need it. And um, if you can't carry a lot of weight, um, you, you may want to just use a little backpack. But I bring both backpack and buckets. I throw my, uh, I use like an army um, bag that I can throw over my shoulder. It has like a big, long, strong handle. And I've used that many times. It'll carry quite a bit of samples back as well if I'm hiking and I don't want to lug um, two buckets around. If I need, you know, have my hands more free because it's really steep. I always bring some uh, cloth bags, kind of like grocery shopping bags or an old pillowcase. That also works. Um... I'll use some Ziploc baggies and things like that in there for smaller samples. And if you really want to go out, um, once you get more established, you don't need this as a beginner, but a short wave and a long wave black light is really cool for identifying some um, minerals. And also um, scorpions glow at night, different colors. And you can tell what kind of scorpion they are kind of by if they glow yellow or green or blue, kind of cool or reddish. So that's kind of fun. Um, don't forget your guides your books, your rock hounding books, your maps, and if you have a GPS or if your phone will work out there, you can use um, Google Earth. So this is really great if you go to an area that you're looking for the first time. Sometimes the maps are not always that easy to find, and this will help you know a little bit better where you're at. Or if you find a new area, um, it will help you include, um, you can mark that down so you can go back to that same spot. Um, I always bring a piece of folded paper, um, and 
sometimes a book with me if I'm looking at new gyms or I'm looking at the map in the book. Or I may make a copy of those pages and bring them with me. And that way I can make notes and write down any coordinates I might want to save for later. Emergency supplies, um, always be safe. Have supplies for your trip, you know, if you need medicines, um, things like that. Keep in mind the terrain you're going to be on. Make sure and bring extra water and snacks on your your excursions, on your hikes. Um, don't don't stay out late, you know, but for your camp you'll want flashlights, blankets, fire starter, medical, utility knife. You know, all kinds of things. Sunscreen's real important, too, if you're in the desert. Um, I always keep an emergency blanket. It's just a plastic uh, thing, you know, but it's always good to have. There's insect bite kits um, and things like that, too. So when you're in the field, you're always going to be out there when you're camping. You're always going to be out there, and at some point you're going to go, man, I wish I would have brought whatever, right? You're going to have forgot something. So at that point, take out your paper and your pen and write down what you forgot and create this ongoing packing and supply list that you can review for every trip that you go on. And every trip is going to get better and better. And after a while, you'll actually, you know, you might have containers where you keep a lot of your camping gear right there. You have it ready, and, and you can just um, be ready at a notice, uh, minute's notice to go on a trip or excursion. Okay? All right. Um, cooking, camping, snacks, food, water, personal items. Um all the appropriate camp gear if you're going to be staying the night, okay? So, you are ready now. You have the gear. Now, next, you are not going to find any rocks or gems unless you do the following, okay? You're going to have all the gear. You're going to have all the guides. You're going to have all the maps, but you're not going to find any rocks. Why? Because most likely, you don't know what you're looking for. You may have seen the rocks and gems on eBay. You may have seen them at a rock show. You may have found out the hills a few miles from you, have some beautiful rock that you saw in the museum, but it might not look the same in the field. Beautiful stones don't just jump out in, into your hand. They, they often blend in with common rocks known as leverite. And that means leave it right there where you found it because it's junk, okay? It's no good. It's not going to take a polish. Um, it's not what you're there to look for. We call that leverite. So a hammer and a spray bottle, again, can help a lot. A wet rock will not always show how a rock will polish up, but it can indicate that a rock will polish up like that. If you chip an edge off of it and you spray a little water on it, you're like, man, that looks pretty good. It's probably something you might want to lug back home. Okay, Old-timers like me, um, always join a rock club, guys. Join a rock club, whether you've been doing this a while, or support the hobby. Okay, I don't get anything or accept the satisfaction of knowing that we're preserving this for future generations, go join a rock hound. Old timers like me are glad to look at the rocks you find when you bring them back. Is this what we're looking for? Is that what we're looking for? I'll tell you if it's throwing stone. I'll tell you if it's a pitching stone. I'll tell you if it's a keeper, right? Often um, the old timer will walk around and say, look, see that right there? Pick that up. You see that? That's it. Okay. And they'll, they'll show it to you and they'll tell you what it is. They've been there. They've done that. That's a huge time saver and a valuable resource. So often a club member will say there's a spot where he found this or that, and it could be something that's not even in the book. And I've seen this many times. Um, I've gone to local museums where they have local samples of the minerals found in the county. This may be somewhat helpful, but again, I say join the club, go on several trips. This will be a lot safer um, and you're going to find a lot more stuff as a newcomer, okay? I still go on trips, so 
I need to do something here. I still go on trips, so group trips rock. Welcome they are the awesome. Whoops, turn that off. Um, and I love it. I love it, man. It's awesome. So depending on your health, you'll want to hunt areas that have easy access from a vehicle. If you're in poor health or you can't walk very long distances, you know, it is uneven surfaces, so be careful. Be safe when you venture out. Never go alone. Always let someone know. Don't venture out away from landmarks. A camera can help to identify a large landmark. A GPS can be helpful, but areas all look the same sometimes, and getting lost is a danger, so beware. Okay, be cool. Be, be a cool rockhound like me. Um, the reason you want to be cool like me is because the idea of rockhounding is cool and exciting. Okay, the reality is it does take work to be a wart rockhound. Okay, um, environments can be rough, studying maps, learning the ropes can take time and effort. Even, f you know, for as affordable as a hobby it is and the price of gas, it does take some money to pursue the hobby. You are going to have to buy a few things, as we talked about. Rockhounding may not be for everyone, but that's okay, because you know what? That leaves more rocks and gems for you and me to find, right? So where and what to look for. There's an old saying, it goes like this. Gold is where you find it. So where to find rocks and minerals and gemstones is where others have found it. Again, get those gem and mineral books. Um, join a club. I've left some links at the blog. Again, the blog is radicalrocksusa.blogspot.com. And uh, you can look at those links. Also start with a uh, rockhound guide for your state, or if they don't have one, a nearby state that you can um, go to. There should be some kind of minerals you can collect in your state. Just You just got to look. Um, subscribe to Rock and Gym Magazine. Again, they don't give me this, anything to say this, but this is a really good resource for you and uh, will get you motivated and give you a lot of ideas. It'll show you all the clubs, all the shows. Rock shows are really fun. and It'll get you fast-tracked in no time. They even show you collecting spots. Also, it may be worth it to join more than one rock club. I have um, memberships on quite a few. Find people that you get along with, and uh, soon you may be going on other trips that aren't even sponsored by the clubs. And by going with your new Rockhound family friends, you're going you're gonna to get more and more of these type of trips. And then the next thing, um, you're going to need to decide where you want to go, right? So we talked about some ideas of, of what you could look for, where you could find out where to go through the museums, through the guides, through the clubs, um, and um, such. Also, local chambers of commerce sometimes have information about local areas that aren't always on the Rockhound maps or guides. Okay? So, um, what are you going to look for? If you picked a location, likely you're going to know the minerals and rocks that could be found. Now, they could be along a wet or dry creek riverbed. They could be on a hill. Where are you looking for them? Are they in the sand? Are they in the dirt? Are they in the rock? The guidebooks... Um, can be a help, but the club guides that I talked about are the biggest help because they can walk you right over to it. Regardless of the research of the mineral uh, that you do, um, you can narrow your searching areas down and utilize your time best by doing all that research and by going with club, club members. After you find the first collection spot, you may want to go try nearby areas, you know, the next hill over or whatever, if it's safe to do so that fit the same criteria, okay? And I have a lot of articles on our Radical Rock blogs, podcasts, 
and soon to come videos that should be useful too in finding some local spots. Okay, I've highlighted quite a few of them. Be safe, don't die. All right, uh, we've talked about all the fun, but you could be injured, harmed, or die. There's a lot of things to, uh, when you're exploring the deserts, mountains, and waterways and beaches, so be aware of the dangers and precautions. And I've tried to leave a few hazards here in the blog. I'm not going to go over too many of them, but, you know, there's road conditions, there's the desert, there's the weather, there's floods. You know, flash floods have killed a lot of people. You think, oh, it's not even raining, and all of a sudden a big wall of water comes down and washes you down the creek bed and you're dead. It, believe it or not, it happens all the time. Um, you know, don't dig under embankments. You could cause a collapse, you know. Um, don't reach under rocks. You could be bit by a rattlesnake or a poisonous creature. You know, be be careful in the way that you pull turn over rocks use your tools um grab from a side where you can see and pull you know don't pull, stand right in front of it when you when you pull it up you know stand behind it so that whatever's under it will go out the opposite way you know um tunnels mine shafts things like this are serious things to look out for poisonous plants you know these are things you want to research you want to be careful when you're out there if you're not accustomed to being out in the the wild. Um, there's a lot of things to to think about. First aid and health. Um, again, you know, you're way out there, and even if you go with a group of people, be careful. You know, don't drink water. Don't try to eat plants. You know, um, I've heard of a lot of plants that look like tomatoes or carrots, but then you eat them and you die. So just be careful. Don't do anything foolish. Be a good rock hound too. Um, you know, nature, God, whatever, has given you something that you can take so um don't don't abuse it you know also there's a lot of environmental concerns and people who think that you know you shouldn't be able to to pick up anything and uh, only they should be able to walk over there and enjoy it so we want to make sure we leave our areas clean you know even if some jackass before us did leave some trash or bottles you know let's pick it up let's leave a good a good uh, representation. Don't leave big holes that people can trip over. Um, I know it seems dumb, but if somebody trips, they're going to blame those old rock hounds and it gives us a bad name. Follow all the rules and laws. You can usually explore the area that you're in, whether it's um, Bureau of Land Management, BLM land, or forestry, or you know whatever kind of land it is, and um, find out what the rules are there for camping. Um, and they usually have good safety recommendations. Now, as far as being a good rock hound, the AFMS, which is the American Federation of Mineral uh, Mineral Societies, has a code of ethics, and I've left um, the whole printout of all that stuff at the bottom for you to be able to review. And uh, I've also left a copy of uh, a, a link from the vug.com, which if you scroll down it, you can look up all the different rock clubs that are active and find one in your area, maybe even in your town, probably in your county at least. So you can join a rock club. They're usually very affordable, you know, 20 to 40 bucks a year. They, a lot of them have shops and tools, and they just can't help you enough. So um, I would like to ask you to join me on the Radical Rocks podcast. Please subscribe um, to our podcast. Leave, leave a nice mark um, if, if you're able to do that. Sign up for our blog. Again, it's blogger.com at radicalrocksusa.blogspot.com. Um, we have all kinds of social media on Twitter, on LinkedIn. Um, we have a YouTube channel. 
all these things. Feel free to contact me if you have any suggestions um, or ideas or you would like to sponsor in some way or have your club or your mine sponsored or highlighted or even a really good rock shop, anything like that we're interested in finding out about. So um, please let people know about us. Also, um, I've had good success with Fundrise, which I have an affiliate site here. If you want to do some uh, real estate investing starting at only $500. So with that, folks, I'm going to leave it at that. Have a great day. Remember, rock hounds don't die. They petrify.